0: is learning that the chaim yosef should have an and we are on to the top of payamadlaf 46th day of the iyar we continue on with the discussion of carrying on Shabbos the amounts that if one brings that amount into the street into a public from a private area into a rush you'll be cha for carrying on Shabbos. it has to be something that's khashid doesn't mean that you're allowed to carry anything but in order to be a khatas right in order to actually have to bring a karbon it must be an amount you consider useful that you had kavana, you had intent to carry it so one of the things we talked about in the uh, was in this sefta, tanda, top of Payam and ADA, how much ink does one carry out into a public area on Shabbos and become chayev? Enough ink to write two letters, so there's different ways that ink could be measured, transported, etc. Either as liquid ink before you wrote anything, as dried ink, and as ink that's still in the quill. So which measure is it? It seems like it doesn't matter. Either any one of those three forms would be enough, would, you would be chayev. Um, so Rava has to mix things up. Rava says, we mentioned three different forms of carrying the ink of, of, of the... Uh, what happens if I had one letter of two, of, of one form and one letter of another form? In such a question, the Gemara says, teku tishbi tarats We do not have an answer at this time. Oh, my Rava. Now, I mean, right? Because if let's say you're carrying, uh, so, uh, draw uh, enough ink to write a letter, but it's already dried up. So let's say you wrote a letter in dried ink. You wrote an aleph, and it was dried ink. You still have enough le- ink left to make an aleph in your quill. Would you say that that's considered mitzvah or not, as you could still use both letters constructively, and therefore it will be enough to be considered like you carried it with intent on Shabbos. On my Rabba four lines on the top, and Uh you wrote the letters while you were walking. So you had carried definitely had enough ink for two letters, and you started to write one at a time as you're walking. Why? Even though if a person walks in a Rushus-rabbit. And doesn't yet put down the item that he's carrying, he's not going to be chai till he puts it down. When you write a letter on a paper, on then that is like you put it down for Perhaps you took one the amount of ink that's sufficient to write one letter out of Urshusi Yaqar into Urshusa rabbin, and then you went back and repeated your action. So that's two separate, you never did in one amount of time and one in one instant you never transported the amount of ink to write two letters but even though you did it one after the other my time because by the time you were taking out the amount of ink to write the second letter with the first letter was already considered like you had put it down and there was no penalty for putting taking one letter and putting it down. In generally speaking, when you carry on Shabbos, and you take out the share of half a fig, uh, and then you repeat the action again, We don't say, oh, this is a guy who carried out a fig on Shabbos, but rather... We say that he this is somebody who brought out half a fig on Shabbos. Uh, as, uh, as the, the, by the time he brought out the second one, the first one was uh, by the time he brought out the second one. the first one was already we say like a dog took it or it got burnt up. Who said it's still there? I I why are we being so lenient over here? At the end of the day, he put it down next to it. It's here. Um, it, 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 at the end of the day, he did carry uh, in one shot a full gray uh, a full egg uh, fig. And therefore he should be, uh, he should be five. And right now you have two halves next to each other in a new domain. This is what you have to say. That in fact, uh, if you um, picked up the first one before uh, the second one, so if they never became placed together, then we consider them to be as if the first one is gone by the time you carried out the second one. So the Gemara says, Rabbah made another statement with regards to this peculiar case when you carried out half the share, and then you went back to where you started from and carried the second half, all in the same instant, uh, the same considered uh, moment. So he said that uh, if you went and got another chazi greigris, another half of the shear, and the Haviru and you passed over the place where you put the first item, then Rabbi agrees that there's some connection there, and it's like you carried out the minimum amount that we said on Shabbos is, will bring you to a chi of chattas. the Gemara, the Gemara as am I, if let's say, so I have uh, um, this uh, item I'm carrying out, and I put it down, I go back inside, I bring out another item, and I step right over the first item that I put down. At the end of the day, I never put down two th- things which would accumulate to the required amount in Rosh Hashanah. I never place down these items, only one. It says, This brings us back to a little bit of sukkah's memories, that uh, we know there's something called lavod, where if you carry, if you hold two things within three t'vachim of each other, we have the right to say that they are actually considered like they're in their shared space. And therefore, if you carry the second item right over the first item, and it was within three t'vachim, you shall indeed... Uh, be considered like you carried a full greggers out on Shabbos due to the Lovat. So it's like Lovat l'chumra. Isn't Ravah the one who said that the rules for making this halachic uh, bridge require that it was placed on a specific area like a pedestal or something, but not just uh, put down in a, a Rosh uh, like Tasha Kamba kamban Mavius Mahavya says that which rather require had requirements to make love happen is where you threw an item on Shabbos over another item that it only can be considered within three Tvachim of the first item if the first item was placed in a in a special uh in a special area. But if you are carrying it, it's different than throwing. So that's Therefore, it's not a contradiction for Robert to say that if you carried out an item, you put it down, then you pick up another item from private domain, you bring it into a shesrab, and you happen to, your arm swung over the first item, and it's within three saying that and makes it that you are now high of a carbon chatas. Yep. Ton Ravah, halfway down, pay him and up. So now we actually found in Nabreisa where if in the same instant you carried out into a Roshisa Rabin, half of a Gregress, the minimum shear, to be a chatas, half a fig, and then you repeated the action and it's all done in the same... I call it the same instant, the same moment, the same lapse of uh, awareness of Shabbos, but if a person already had remembered that it was Shabbos and then he forgot again you would be Pater Rabbi Yisi said that he argued with the Chacham with the first opinion Rabbi Yisi said if it's in one moment and it's one the same Rishos if it's two separate domains, two separate areas, then you're going to be potter. Now, the typical understanding that we had till now was that anytime it's from rishus HaYachid to rishus HaRabim, that's one domain to another domain. But once you're in the public domain, it's all one big Roshus HaRabim. So rabbah? The she is light. Rabbi now is coming to throw in a uh, a twist over here. This that we said, that your Chayib, if you bring half a Gregoris and half a Gregoris, that we said your putter into Shusarabbim is talking of it depends what how the place looks. If you have a big Shussa but you have spaces in between. The different areas of Rosh Hashanah So Rabba says this that Rav says that, that, this that we're telling you that there's a of Chatas is when you have a real uh, break between the two areas of a Carmelus Loi, but a Carmelus which is in between. So if there's a Rosh Hashanah if there's a real uh, private domain between the two Rosh Hashanah then yes, it's like you carried on Shabbos if it's just a carmelus we could still consider all the cerabnus to one area and not as staeus and you'll be Abaya, a am a fellow of a pisla like Abaya said this that we consider the domain to be broken up is only is is not with a carmelus but uh, a pisla where there's a beam separating it that we i i agree is considered an entirely uh new area um, with, with, with rabbi's opinion how, how did we understand the um, w- how could there be shtey that are both so the bar for something to be a is already so high how do you have that twice over So meaning so the only way I understood it is kind of like thinking that there's as much as we, we look at a domain in terms of, like you said, the halachic qualifications, is this a private or public domain? At the same time, you also have to look a little bit at the, at the, phys- at the demographics, at the geological at the survey. And even if halachically there's no difference between one half of the field and the other half of the field, if there's some sort of physical characteristic making it clear that these are two separate areas, does that come into play? I think that's the only way to understand Rabba. Um, that, uh, you know, uh, Rabba was saying, it was saying that, uh, that, uh, that, that, that I and mean, that's the Machleikas over here. What, what really creates a new what really creates a, a separate public domain is it just the laws of public domain according to Shabbos, or is it also the fact that maybe there's an area which is not consistent with the with the physical with, with the the other area? Is that, is that possible? Does, it, does that make sense? I mean, and that would be that would determine whether one is that was determined whether one is kind of a so somebody who's in a public domain who walks daladamos right. It's if it's two separate if it's in that's I think part of the discussion. If if you well daladamos I don't know because I mean I guess it's possible, but there has to be uh something um separating the two areas of the ruchisha Rabin, um. The could question it be like is, a park? Could it be like a park where you have the playthings on one side of this big field, and there's a chain link fence with a gate, and then there's a lot of extra land on the other side? Is that considered like one piece? And even walking from one through the gate to the other piece, uh, you're not carrying. Could be is a halachic. Uh, factor whereas we're looking for a way that there's nothing in halacha that would make it look like two separate areas but yet it still gets treatment like two separate areas. Gate. It it could be something like that except the gate is probably serves as a physical machita. A gate is the pisla. A gate gate could be the pisla case which the Gemara is really discussing now. yeah, yeah, it's possible. you I mean, I like Rashi's picture that you have a house on either side. I'm not sure if you have a house, two houses and a public space in between them, um, and then in smack down the middle is the machlokes that we're discussing. If you have some sort of separation between the different. Uh, if you have some sort of separation. So again, back to the Gemara. Sorry. Uh, yeah. I'll just go back a few lines. If you took out a half of Gregorius and another half of Gregus, if you did it in two separate moments of uh, not realizing that it was Shabbos, putter, then you know, then it's considered like you never carried out the required amount to bring you to a chatz. <speaking> if <in Hebrew> said that if, um, if it's in one shot, so, and you will be, you were might see to shus Echad, if it's two separate areas, which we're going to define in a moment, your pata. what does it mean? Two separate areas. If it's only separated by a kamulos, it's considered the same ruchus a rabbin. even a kamulos separates them. But a Pisla does not. Uh, a a, 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 a Pisla does not separate it to be mechayiv the Rabba the Maya. So Rabbah throws in a new element, a new Chiddush over here. Um, anything which, even though for Shabbos purposes wouldn't be a separate Halachic domain, such as we know, really there's three areas. There's just a yachid, private, public, and uh, public uh, that are uh, midrabanan. However, for Gittin, that even an area inside a public domain, such as a let's say you had a bench, or you had a well, a bench would probably anyway a lot of it qualify as its own area. But if you had something which is its own separate domain for getin purposes, that it's considered if a get lands near you in that area, it's considered as if it's in its own space. Rava taught us that Shabbos shares that similarity as well that you have to look at the areas where you're carrying into on Shabbos and divided based on whether it's considered its own Hashiv uh, area. I think the underlying way to understand Abaye and Rava and Rabba is, until now we thought that Shabbos, until now we thought that Shabbos is separate, that uh, only by what the t- happened in the Mishkan, by t- dal- ten amos, by uh, ten tefachim high from the ground, by dalat amos and shusarabim, by going from a public to a private domain. Yet here we see, when it comes to carrying on Shabbos, that there could be areas where it's more complicated than that. That they consider to be a separate area, even though uh even though it's not uh defined ursus arabunda rice yet it will serve to break up a ursus arabunda rice i think that's the khidish that we can uh that we can get says the Gemara, ke de mukho ayna khas so we go back to this eye makeup, which we discussed in, we go back to this eye makeup. If you carry it out enough to paint over one eye, you're gonna be There's no such thing, nobody puts on eye makeup, unless you're dressing up um, Purim, but there's nobody who dresses up, uh, certainly no woman who puts on eye makeup on only one eye, intentionally. So Huna says there was a time that there were people who they called the snuas um, they wore a burqa, but not only did they wear like such a burqa type of item, but they even covered over one eye. They only revealed one eye. So therefore those women would only put eye makeup on one eye. Didn't we say that the amount? Uh, didn't we say the amount for eyes to, uh, of um, eye makeup would be uh, to carry out and be chayv on Shabbos? Would be to paint two eyes and lessons for uh, medicine. The Bach changed it. No, the Iranians says, it depends where you live. That was talking about where there was a city, but, uh, sorry. Bryce, was talk in a place where they were in a village and the village, there were less people around. It was more of a, uh, modest environment. And therefore they did not have to worry so much. And the women would, uh, not cover their faces, so therefore, nobody ever covered just one eye with eye makeup. Says the Gemara. The Bach skips the next line, uh, the line in parentheses. Litim We said, we talked about uh, this type of uh, glue, something which sticks things together. So the how much glue would you be if it carried on Shabbos? The amount of glue that you put, um, the amount of glue that you put on your uh, board. What board are we talking about? So says the Gemara. This is, uh, in my opinion, this is cheating. But the hunters would put glue on top of. Uh, Uh, board and the birds would come and land on the board and then they would trap the birds with the glue Zephes or Gophers So we said in the Mishnah what about like Zephes and Gophers, things that are used as a tar Says the Gemara how much tar would you be The amount that you use to stuff up a tiny hole Charsis, how much Charsis, how much uh, Crushed shards, shards of uh, pottery. They last as picur. So the amount that's used to uh, um, to, to to make this uh, this type of uh, jug item says the gemara. Le'memra this yurid of Yehuda Nafish. It seems like the measurement of Rev Yehuda is the greater is the greater amount did we not did we not come to the conclusion this it's not as we learned in the Mishnah. shouldn't it be the other way around if Yehuda gave another share the amount of uh the amount of, um, I guess, uh, some sort of they used to use some sort of like tar or rubber, on the on the chart on the, sh, the, the 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 to measure the for a shoe of a child. So that's a smaller amount. It says they lost a pit, but Kira katana. So too, we have to say that this that we said that the amount of. Or uh, the amount of uh, crushed, pla- uh, crushed pottery that we use is the amount that you would use to uh, plaster cracks in a small oven, and not to actually build a full uh, a full vessel. Uh, but Reb Yehuda, in fact, is the one that holds that it's a uh, sorry that's Reb Yehuda, and therefore it's a smaller shear. Says the Gemara about him. one subin, lit not be surface So he said that the amount of uh, subin is the amount that uh, the the amount of subin would be the amount that's used by a uh, gold by somebody who who a uh, goldsmith says the gemara as follows top line of payam base tan rabbon hamotzi uh sayer they libbabel buyers a tit tit losses because short surfaces the sheer of this uh the shear of this plaster rashis yafal tit it's uh it's good for making plaster um, so uh, how much of this Subin, this, this, uh, this brand, is it going to be the, um, sorry, the first Gemara we had, the first on the bottom of the ombud was talking about Subin, and that we said the shear of Subin was the amount for a, that a bold refiner will use, now the Gemara on the top says another share, <laughs> amount of here that you carry out, and that you be hide. Now why are you carrying out here? we're talking about where it says Rashi says they used to make um uh they used to make uh cement with it plaster so it's it's uh, enough here that would be used by a goldsmith um I guess the only thing a person worries about if they walk out in Shabbos and is here maybe on their jacket or something like that. But I think it's probably has to be that you have Kavana and this is probably not enough. Uh, Sid G'day Lasset. This is the Gemara we talked about in the Mishnah the amount of uh, lime that's used uh, to, to seal things. a third line down, pay them at bay is 80 b How much is the minimum amount that you would be carrying on Shabbos? The amount of uh, um, the amount that uh, the amount that you would use on a small girl um, to cover her finger, why would you do that? Gemara is going to teach us now some very interesting things. But, but no, who would use this type of uh, lime coating that a girl who was uh, physically mature but she was still young, but uh, and the daughters of Aniyam, they would uh, use this type of uh, Sid, this type of lime. To soften the skin. The nois the ones who had the the the, the daughters of a wealthy people. They would use flour for the same purpose. The if they were the daughter of kings, the princesses. They would use this shemen type of oil. We said that you put it on. By, by Esther Amalka, it says in the, store, in the Megillah that uh, they used to put on six months, for six months, this treatment of mar oil that would make them look beautiful. And Esther refused it all. It says the Gemara, my Shem and Hamar, what's this type of oil, right? You know, we have to be a little entrepreneurial over here. The Gemara has such a beauty remedy that's a, that's a multi-billion dollar industry. So what is this Shem and Hamar? Citrus. So Huna taught us that it's uh called citrus. What is citrus? citrus um if we citrus, I don't know if anybody here gives a, a shot, but some so sort perfumed of perfumed oil. Yeah, I'm say that that's it's oil infused with spices. Okay, so I, I so <laughs> not going to give us enough details. The Gemara is not giving us the secret recipe. Rebiyar me about Abba gives us a proper explanation. He says it's olive oil that comes from olives that have not yet reached a third of their growth. If you find find the ingredients in a a region or something, I'll manufacture it and sell it and we'll split the profits. Okay. I have have here from... uh, from Rubina uh, Gershom, uh, that it's shemen, uh, part of uh, uh, parsimon. So presumably it's a parsimon um, oil. Okay. give a mouse. There you go. Tanya of and and piknon What's on piknon? zayesh shloya viushlish. It's this type of oil which that comes from olives that haven't yet. Been that uh, are uh, not even a third right. Why would they use? What would they use it for? It would be used to remove unwanted hair, and it would make the uh, skin glow. It would make the skin feel good. If Bibi or had a daughter. Ever, ever, and uh, he put a lot of this stuff on her uh, tit, a lot of this lime on her limbs, which we said that was the original uh, skin treatment. Now this Gemara is very uh, interesting that she was so beautiful. He got offers of 400 zoos, uh, for, from her perspective, husband, to marry her as she looked so beautiful. There was a non-Jew, who lived in the same neighborhood, and he had a daughter also. He smeared this cement, this lime on her, mesa, and she died. And he used to go around saying that Rabibi killed my daughters. So Rav Nachman said that specifically Rav Bibi needed this type of uh, shmearing on his daughters because he drank beer. I don't know if that means he drank beer or the whole household drank beer. Therefore, they had extra hair. But uh, we who don't drink so much beer do not need... This uh, this type of limestone treatment interesting. Rabbi Yehuda Aymer, Rabbi Yehuda taught us in a losa So this is going back on the on the Mishnah that the amount of uh, the ima- that Rabbi Yehuda said the amount is a, I think a greater amount uh, is used to spread uh, the amount has to be to carry the amount that you. Uh, the amount that you would use for a toko. Uh, my toko, the Gemara, my toko, my, my antifi, what are these two items? I'm a, I'm a rav. So rav taught us it's the temple of the head, ubas sida and the area near the temple of a person's head. And that's how you would remove the hair with it. The the dashiud, nafish. Are you telling me that the area of Reb Yehuda is a greater area. Isn't it the opposite? Says the Gemara, Zut the midravon of a nafesh midravnechemia. It's Yehudish measurement was less than the chachamim, but more than Reb Nechemia. So we learned in a, 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 a in a brisa that Rabbi taught us. He, Rabbi um, he agrees with uh, with Rabbi Yehuda when it comes to the sid, and he agrees with Reb Nachemya, which was a greater amount when it came to beitzas uh, sid, which is the 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 block of this lime that was used to coat things, but before it was uh, dissolved and made into a paste. And if you're telling me it's the amount that you rub over the temples, So then shouldn't it be that we're only discussing the amount which is put on the uh, put on the on the temples? It says the Gomorrah Alamra Dimi and Difa. It says, the Gemara, it's referring to the amount that goes on the Andifa. What's Andifi? Andifi is Andifa, which is not anything to do with the temples, but rather what you spread out on the inside of the vessels made out of uh, pottery, and they used to line it with some sort of lime coating. Mm -hmm. Does a person waste their money? Does a person lose their money? Seems like he held if you coated wine barrels with this type of wine uh, uh, coating, it would both ruin the wine and the barrels. So if Kahana said, what it really means is uh, measuring cups, like, like measuring amounts on the outside of the vessel. This is very interesting. That the measuring cups that they used to use in the Mishkan, in the base of Mikdash, actually had uh, like our measuring cups today. They had markings, and it would say on it for which animal, for the bull, for the ox, for the ram, which, uh, which, how much of the wine to put in based on the carbon that you were using. What's fantastic is that many years later, somebody came along and took that idea and made these uh, red cups. I forgot what they called it the wrong, the guy just, the, it was uh, the, red, the red plastic cups that actually the people may not realize the first- Solo industry. cups. What? Solo cups, red solo cups. Solo red cups, solo cups. The original company. That the first indentation was an, was a amount of a shot, and the second indentation was a double shot, and the third one was a wine, the fourth one was a beer, etc. I think the guy died not too long ago, um, but uh, he took the idea straight out of the Beis to make uh, markings on the cup. He so says the Gemara. Maybe it means something else entirely. It's the forehead that you would put on, uh, doesn't mean the temple, doesn't mean what you put on markings, doesn't mean the barrel, it means what you put on your forehead. Why would you put it on your forehead? Uh, also to remove here, just like we saw in the story that the word means the forehead. There was this fellow from Galil, the and he came down to Babel, and he came down to Babel. And they said to him, come and teach us the Maizah Kaaba, the, the ways of the hidden ways of Hashem. So he told them, I will teach you like Reb Nehemia taught to his friends. Now we know there's a whole Gemara that discusses how, when, you're, when and how many and who you're allowed to teach certain parts of the Torah the min a hornet a stinging item came out from the wall and it stuck him in it stung him in the head in the forehead and they would say unto him that from his own arrogance from his own Gaiva delay came his death. I think that was his name, the fellow's name was. Rashi says, uh, And his, na- his name was Mindelay, And they would say that it was a fitting name because he ended up causing himself to die. But the purpose of this whole story was to be able to bring out that, and the word Andifi refers to the forehead. Says the Gemara, a new Mishnah, Adama, if you're carrying earth on Shabbos, How much earth do you need to carry in order to be chayev? So the Tanakama says as follows, Adama kechoisim amir tzufin, like you would seal up a seal um, in in these, on the ships, they would carry these large sacks, the amount, and they would somehow make a seal from the earth, Uh, these in these sacks, so that, that's the shear of carrying dirt, is the amount that you would seal up a sack. No, it's actually a different amount. It's the seal that you would put on a letter. Uh, I guess they were able to do it. the v'chayl, sand and fertilizer or manure. How much is it, v'chayl uh, hadak and uh, thin sand. The amount that you would use to fertilize a stack of cabbage. This sounds familiar. And the, Chacham said, no, it's the amount that you use to fertilize a, a leek. Says uh, the What about thick sand? How much do you carry out on Shabbos and become liable? The amount. Uh, uh, uh the amount that you put uh kaf said the amount that you would put to mix in to a spoon of this uh sid this uh plaster con a reed kid las is comus the amount of reed that reeds that you would use to make a quilt the imhaya of i murusim kide lavasha by baits of trufa and sunabhus But if you're talking about some type of reed that was very thick that you wouldn't use as a, it's too thick to hold and to write with, um, or if it was broken, so then the amount that's uh, used to cook an egg um, that's easiest cooked, that's the amount that you would be it's carrying. So I guess it could be used from one one piece of this... uh, Fertilizer of this uh, reeds, you can actually cook an entire egg. Chiddush zot uh, the, depending on the type of egg, says the Gemara. Amale kafsit. We mentioned in the Mishnah <clears throat> that the amount that you'd be chayiv of uh, of coarse sand would be the amount that you would put inside the plaster. The Mishnah, the Brisa taught us similarly, the T Sefta, that the amount that's put on the uh, what the tool that's used by the plasters, Mantana the Khaili Malila Sid, who is the one who says that you put in sand into plaster, Amri Rabchiz the Ribbihudi Ditanya, like we learned in the Braisa Riby Huda, La Y said Adam as base of a sid elum can ear by tavana khai. Tanakama says. Since the Reza Mikdash is destroyed, we've changed the fa- form of construction, and you wouldn't put in, um, you would only put in, uh, uh, you only plaster your house if you mixed in something that would make it not as white, uh, some sort of straw or sand. Yehuda <speaking> is <in Hebrew> the one who said, that in fact, that's uh, you can only put in straw, but uh, sand would be prohibited because that's in fact where you make white cement from. So we see clearly held that that was not considered to be uh, a pro- uh making it not look as beautiful, therefore, it must be held that that was the normal way to do plaster with sand. Rabbi Mafil Tem the chacham could say that since when you uh, when you put in this, uh, since when you put in the sand into the plaster, it allows you now to use that plaster since it's no longer considered like you're ignoring the fact that the of Mikdash is not around anymore. Therefore, it would be that measurement to carry it on Shabbos would be a problem. Says the Gemara, we mentioned konak de las is the reeds to make a humus to make a uh, writing tool, a quill. So Tesefta taught us that it has to be enough that, uh, I guess, as long as one's fingers. Long enough to reach which knuckle? The upper one or the lower one? Says the Gemara, Teku, we're not sure. Um, we didn't have an answer. We didn't have an exact explanation. Says the Gemara, the Imhaya ava. And if the reed was too thick to write with, then we said it's Yechayah for carrying it, depending on whether it can enable you to cook. Tana trufa b'shemen sunu b'ilfus. So the Tosefta taught us that if it was thick enough to uh, be um, to be used in oil. Tana trufa b'shemen. In the Nusuf, you would put it into oil and use it to make a, to cook a pot. Um, I guess it, it, it speeds up. It's like an accelerant for the flame. What is the egg which cooks the quickest? So he asked his son, uh, Ravina, he asked his son, Ravina, uh, he asked his son Ma'ab Ravina asked his own son, what is the type of egg which cooks the easiest? It's the egg of a tzoltzola. What's a Well Rashi says, I've caught a small bird, my timer, mishum de because if it's a small bird, it probably has small eggs. Therefore, it cooks very quickly. I remember doing Shlul many years ago on a, I forgot which type of bird it was, and uh, the eggs were tiny. The, from the nest. Ama de, Tsiprasa, Ema de Tsiprasa, says the Gemara didn't, um, if it's so small, then shouldn't it be from a or a Tsiphrasa, which is not a tzl-tzla. I guess it's a different type of small bird. Hummingbird. Ishtik, what? Hummingbird. Okay. Ishtak, it was quiet. Did you hear anything about this? What type of bird it is? I'm leach. I'm Rav Sheshis. Gailas. said in the name of Rav It's talking about a regular uh, egg, of a regular, uh, regular chicken. My carla beitz of kalo shei arichachamim enloch beitz of kalo vashi. I gailas. And in fact, it is the easiest egg to cook. It cooks the quickest. Umayshna, posh yurai shab umayshna. Why is it um uh well, I guess shabas the Gemara. Why is it that all of a sudden we're giving different measurements and we don't just say the amount is like of a fig? Um we always kept saying it's cagregoris. Why by this food is it any different? All foods should be one amount that if you carry that amount on Shabbos, you chayev, and In fact, um, uh, that Reb Nachman taught us that you are carrying, out, for carrying out the amount of a of a beita kala. That the we uh, we uh, we agree the amount that you for carrying on Shabbos is still the same measurement. We were just saying a Gregress of a beita kala. A, a fig amount of a fig from a chicken's egg, but you're right that we're not saying the entire chicken's egg is the shear. As we do stick to some sort of uniform rule when it comes to food, it has to be the amount of a gregers